The Buccaneers wide receivers facing off against the Pittsburgh Steelers are a key matchup, and I'm going to tell you why that is going to lead the Buccaneers to victory on this crossover Thursday episode. Locked on Bucks, locked on Steelers. Let's go. You are locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Steelers versus Buccaneers week, which means we've got Locked On Steelers, Locked On Buccaneers. I'm Chris Carter. He's Jamie Archo. We are here breaking things down, getting you ready for the big game on Sunday. Remember, you can find this show and both of our shows on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, YouTube. Like the video if you see it on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channels to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes and all our bonus content wherever you want Steelers and Bucks podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks, of course, is the daily fantasy game made it made easy. Just pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their projected projections on prize picks, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. First-time users receive a 100, 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. James, how you doing? How's it over there in Locked On Bucksland? Doing all right. Doing well. I, uh, I'm i wearing my Miami Redhawks hat, not Ooh. so much in honor of a former Pittsburgh Steeler quarterback, but I'm hoping maybe that means the Steelers fans will be nice to me in the comments section. Well, actually, you you would get some shout outs because there's a lot of people that still got love for Ben Roethlisberger around Steeler Nation. Um, and, and that's a Miami of Ohio hat. Like, Where'd you even find? Is that your alma mater? No, my son is a youth hockey player for the Miami Redhawks. I live get out of here. I live just a little north of Cincinnati, and yeah, he plays. He plays for Miami out there in Oxford. So what a small world! That that, that I, is that that is crazy. My wife went there and lived a couple doors down from Ben. Uh, she lived in the student dorm, so she was there with Roethlisberger and Mike the Miz for wrestling fans. The Miz, I forgot he <laughs> went there. Crazy, craziness, a lot of special talent. But okay, let's get into this matchup because yes, there's a lot sir. of things we want to talk about. I'll let you guys, I'll let you lead, James, because Steelers fans, you know, they see the Bucks record at three and two, they saw them struggle with the Falcons. Who are the Bucks right now? What is their biggest thing that they're working on at this point in time? I think really kind of the biggest issue with the Buccaneers right now, and it sounds really weird to say coming off of years where they were the number one and number three rush defense in the NFL, is they struggle against the run this year. They're 18th in the NFL. They're allowing over 115 yards per game. They've allowed 340 rushing yards in just the last two games combined against the Falcons and the Chiefs. I think a big part of that is how much the Buccaneers miss in Dominican Sue. You mm-hmm. have Vita Vea and Dominican Sue there on the line. Well, and Dominican Sue is no longer with the Buccaneers. You bring in Akeem Hicks, who is injured now with a foot injury. You have the rookie Logan Hall, and a lot of these defenses are just kind of teeing off on Vita Vea, trying to remove him from these plays and say, you know what? Make Hicks make a play. Make the rookie make a play. Give us a reason why we can't run the ball. And nobody has stepped up and kind of filled that role yet. And I think the other big problem with it is kind of the lackluster offense, right? You have kind of this perfect storm of you don't have that big run stuffer in Indomitian Sioux anymore, but you also don't have the offense clicking the way that it has the last two years, jumping out to these big early leads and forcing teams to abandon the run 
early in the game. So you have, you know, a, a standout running back in Pittsburgh who should have been in the conversation for rookie of the year last year. And he's only getting 3.2 yards per carry. So it's kind of set up for which side is going to look at this as the get right game. Is Najee Harris going to get right against a bad rush defense of the Buccaneers, or is this where the Buccaneers rush defense gets on track because Najee has struggled early on this season? Not exactly all his fault, but the numbers aren't quite there from what a lot of people were expecting out of Harris. No, I agree entirely. And a lot of it's because people are getting to the backfield almost every play. You know, you see the you watch that Bills game whenever he was whenever he was in the in the backfield. If if the if he might have gotten a carry, the linebackers, the safeties, they were flying up to the line. They're like, hey, we're we're making sure he can't beat us. Um, and it, it's just really interesting to hear that that's the struggle with the with the Buccaneers. I love Vita Vey. You know, I thought Akeem Hicks is a is a good piece to that line. And then you got the linebackers, Devin Devin White, Levante David, Joe Tron, who I loved coming out. Out of, out of the draft, you know, I, I thought and Shaquille Bear, I thought that they'd be crushing people up front. It, it's just it's odd to me to see that be the group that's struggling right now. Yeah, it's it's been really difficult to kind of you know look at this defense and see how different it's been. But I mean, they they have been pretty opportunistic in getting to the quarterback. They've been opportunistic in taking the ball away. It's just a matter of these teams are able to run right up the gut against mm. them, and it just doesn't seem like they have any answer for it right now. And, and it's not something that they're used to. Vita Vea even came out after that Chiefs game and said that he takes it, it real personally. And so something needs to give. It does need to give, but – if you're this, if you're the Steelers right now, you're hoping that gives because you need to find an identity on offense, and that's the thing that they haven't done yet. Now, granted, this will be Kenny Pickett's second start in the NFL, which is crazy to think about. You know, when you're going up against Tom Brady, who has just been here since I was like in the sixth grade. Uh, <laughs> you know, but this is this this is that time. You know, this is the time when you need to see him stepping up. But it also would help for this Steelers offense to find out who they can be. What's the best version of them even look like? We don't know. You know, they scored three points against Buffalo last week. They haven't won a game since week one. And in that game, Mitch Trubisky led them to, I think it was one touchdown drive and then one touchdown set up by a short field because of the defense. And it's just a situation where if you're the Steelers, you're sitting there saying, you know what? You know, we got to take advantage of what we can take advantage of. But with Kenny Pickett in there, you have to believe in yourself. And there is a belief. You saw last week, even with the with the losing, there was some continuity at times. They actually moved the ball, the ball. There was some, there was some um, there was hope there, even in the midst of getting actually blown out. And also at the end of the game, you had the Bill, some of the Bills players having some kind of low shots and, and shots that the Steelers didn't like that made things chippy. And you saw not only just Kenny Pickett, but other players standing up for him. And, you know, that's that was a sign. It's like we haven't seen that kind of tenacity from the Steelers in a bit. Even last year when Ben Roethlisberger would be getting hit in, in games, he'd often have to pick himself up. The offensive line wasn't going back to help him up as much. And uh, you don't see that this year. So a big part of this is can Kenny Pickett, you know, spark an identity in this offense. Can there be a part of it that's whether it's throwing the ball to, ball to George Pickens, whether it's getting the ball deep, whether it's running, playing, you know, playing the RPO game with Najee Harris and freezing, you know, the linebackers in the middle part of the field? They've got to do something. And against a defense that's struggling against the run, 
They've got to find a way to channel that. They haven't been able to even really run through the tackles, let alone run too much on, on any team. So you're right. This is a get-right game for both sides, and it might just be that factor who gets right first that gets the W. We'll talk more about the matchups that, you, that, that we're looking at to make this game go for both sides here in just a minute on Crossover Thursday. But first... We got to talk to you guys about our great sponsors at Simply Safe. So here's a sports analogy for you. If it comes down to when it comes down to burglars, your home is like the end zone, and you need the absolute strongest defense you can muster. This is why everyone should use Simply Safe home security. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. It's cutting edge technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who have always have your back. So you always know that your home is safe. But I can tell you that Simply Safe staff for help, they're attentive. They pay attention to what you're asking about and they do everything they can to help you find what you're looking for and figure out what situation that you're in. It's really something to love. You can have Simply Safe as an app on your phone that helps you get in contact with people with that work for Simply Safe so that you can get answers to make sure that your home is safe and that your family's safe. And that's why Simply Safe is such a great option. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home and can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in, in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month for free by visiting simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Again, simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Back here on Crossover Thursday, I'm Chris Carter. He's James Archer. We're breaking things down. Steelers, Buccaneers this Sunday. It's going to be a big showdown. You know, one element that I think it would be, it'd be bad to not mention in top storylines is Tom Brady's return to Pittsburgh, where he's just terrorized this 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 Steelers team and Steelers fans for so long. And it's just crazy to see him back in a different uniform. And not that he's not been in another uniform for quite some time now, but it's just like, wow, time time has flown. And it's also crazy to think about the last time he came to Pittsburgh, the Steelers actually got a rare, rare win against him. And it's just there's a there's a lot of memories that come to that come to mind, man, and they're usually not happy when it comes to Tom Brady playing the Steelers. Yeah, 29 touchdown passes, five interceptions in his career against Pittsburgh. He's yeah. nine and three. Yeah. Uh, so I I think he's he's looking forward to it. He, he he certainly is. I'll tell you what, Steelers fans. I think they're looking forward to booing him. If there's if oh, there's yeah. ever been a, if there's ever been a villain to the Steelers outside of Ray Lewis, Terrell Suggs, and the Ravens, Tom Brady is is right up there. But let's get into the top matchup to this game, James. Your matchup. We talked about this before the show. It, it points out a very serious news point for the Steelers when it comes to injury reports all week long. Yeah, absolutely. And I talked in in that first segment about how the offense hasn't been getting off to that fast start and kind of taking the run game away from their opponent the way they did the last two years. My key matchup for this one is the Bucks wide receivers against the Steelers secondary because the Bucks have to find a way to get off to that quick start. Now, the passing game has been working a little bit better over the course of the last two weeks against the Chiefs and early in the game against the Atlanta Falcons. But you have Mika Fitzpatrick banged up. You had Cameron Sutton, Levi Wallace, Akella Witherspoon, all missed practice on Wednesday due to injuries. 
On the flip side, you've had a Bucks wide receiver core where Chris Godwin's coming back off of an ACL tear. You've had Brashad Perryman miss the last couple of weeks due to injury. You've had Julio Jones in and out, in and out. They had to call up Cole Beasley, who then suddenly retired. because That was they, wild. They've dealt with so many injuries. You have Russell Gage dealing with an injury right now. But you have Chris Godwin starting to look closer to that 100% healthy Chris Godwin, six catches on six targets against the Falcons last week. Mike Evans, 29 targets, 20 receptions, over 300 yards. He's got three touchdowns. 17 of his 20 receptions have gone for a first down. Mike is going to be Mike. You have Brashad Perryman back at practice after missing the last two games. And then, of course, like we just talked about, Tom Brady, the 29 touchdowns, five picks. He's got a 69% completion percentage in his career against Pittsburgh. Granted, these are some different Pittsburgh teams, but it's going to be all about the matchups of the wide receivers against the Steelers secondary for the Bucs to get off to that quick, hot start and put points up early and try to remove the running game completely away from the Pittsburgh Steelers, force Kenny Pickettsburg to drop back, throw the ball, and let Todd Bowles just absolutely unleash on him with blitzes that he's never even fathomed. Kenny Pickettsburg. That's yes. that's listen, there's Kenny Nation, there's Kenny, there's there's all sorts of Kenny things around here. And I covered him in college. So, like, trust me, I've I've seen the hype. But Kenny Pickettsburg, that's a good name. Um, but I, I think that's a good point to to bring up for sure, especially because, like you said, the, the injury report is just riddled with them. They mm-hmm. finished the game without let, let last week, without a Keller Witherspoon, without Cam Sutton, without Levi Wallace. They assembled those three to be your starters in the second at the cornerback position, just so you could have three veterans who could communicate, feel off each other. And in the first week, when the, the only time that they've all been healthy with the entire defense and TJ Watt there. They were able to confuse Joe Burrow. They worked together well. They played. They fed off each other's energy, and they could. They they combined a lot of disguised coverages. They they did this for quarterbacks like Tom Brady, who like to sell to look up your pre snap reads and say, okay, this is where they like to go. But they can't do that if these guys aren't healthy. And last week they were also missing Terrell Edmonds, the only starter in the secondary who was even active la- at the end of the last game was Minka Fitzpatrick, and he was playing hurt with a knee injury. So yeah, I agree with your assessment. That could be the big matchup that the Buccaneers need to capitalize on to make sure that they're in control of this game and they can make this the Pittsburgh Steelers offense one dimensional and I think that that's a big that's certainly a big figure figure there I think for the Steelers it's about it's one part of their team that's supposed to be a strength but hasn't been a strength for different for several different reasons and that's the pass rush and getting it going against a Tom Brady who's not mobile he can't he, he's old man Tom Brady he can't he can't get up and get going like he like he used to and not even that used to be limited but the other key factor here is finding the mismatches on this offensive line you know uh Luke Gadecki is 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 not it has not been the best offensive lineman for the Buccaneers at least in, in, in my eyes and I want to get your comments on him in a sec James but also you know Donovan Smith Rob, Robert Hainsey if there's three linemen to exploit it's the center Hainsey the left guard Gadecki and the uh the, the left tackle Donovan Smith who isn't like bad bad but I think that if you're going to try to exploit things, it has to be those guys. Get Alex Highsmith matched up on that side. Get Cam Hayward matched up on that side. Try to create some confusion, some chaos there, so that your guys can get after Brady and knock off his timing. We all know that's the number one way to ruin his plans. But, James, what what is your assessment of how this offensive line has looked so far? I really have been impressed with the way Robert Hainsey has stepped up and filled in for Ryan Jensen. I think he's played well. He wasn't. This is the first time that he has been playing center 
the Buccaneers draft him out of Notre Dame, and they're like, oh, by the way, we're going to teach you how to play center that you've never played before hmm. in your entire life. And he has stepped up, and he has played extremely well, and, and I feel he's getting better by the week. Nobody in this league is Ryan Jensen, so it, it's hard to fill those shoes. But I think he's done an admirable job. My concern is Luke Gedeke there at left guard because he's a rookie. You know, Aaron Stinney, in my opinion, was going to win that starting job. Stinney started in the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs because Alex Kappa was down with an injury, even though the, the crazy man that he is, he tried to play through it. Um, so I, I felt that Aaron Stinney was going to be the guy. Stinney goes down with an injury. He's out for the year. Gedeke has to step in, and he's shown flashes. There's no doubt about it, but we're not talking about a, a highly touted recruit coming out. We're not talking about a first-round pick. So he's still adapting and learning to play the NFL game, and there are some growing pains there. Now, as far as Donovan Smith is concerned, he's a guy who's gotten a lot of hate from Buccaneers fans over mm -hmm. the years. Past couple seasons, he has played extremely well, but he's not 100%. He hyperextended that elbow in week one against the Dallas Cowboys, missed a couple of games. So he can be beat. I mean, he can be beat when he's 100% healthy, but he's not himself right now. So I am still concerned about the, the left side of that line. Hainsey, I'm confident in. Shaq Mason, I'm confident in. And Tristan Wirfs is an all-pro, so you don't need to worry about him. Well, that's the thing is that Tristan Wirfs is the guy that you don't want to try to really right. try to key your sacks off on. And, that, and that's what him and Shaq Mason as a pair on the right side, I think are, are pretty strong. So that's why I was keying on those three guys. If you're the Steelers, find a way to get matchups there. Larry Ogunjobi left the last game with a back injury. They got to see if he's healthy. The Steelers have been struggling to stay, stay healthy up front. You know, TJ Watt won't be back most likely until the bye week. Um, so they, they won't get reprieve there. They need some guy to step up in that department. This defense, this whole team was built around the identity of the being able to get after the quarterback. They've led the NFL in sacks for five straight seasons. They're not doing that right now. Why? Well, part of it's because TJ Watt. The other part, because they haven't been able to find other ways to get to the get to the quarterback without TJ Watt on, on the field. We'll see if they can find a way to do that against parts of the, the Buccaneers offensive line that haven't been as good as they hoped. We're going to get into predictions in a bit here on the locked on, on the locked on crossover Thursday. So, so stick up, stick up with us here. I'm Chris Carter. He's Jamie Archo locked on. Steelers locked on bucks but first we got to talk to you guys about our sponsors at prize picks now prize picks is of course like I said before they are they are the daily fantasy game made easy where instead of trying to 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 match yourself up with with millions of different people who are picking all these daily fantasy lineups it's just you're competing against prize picks itself. You just pick two to five players. If you think you have a beat on their day in fantasy, choose whether they'll get more or less than a certain stat listed by prizepicks.com. For example, if you think Tom Brady's going to score more than two and a half touchdowns, if that's his prize picks number against the Steelers, you bet more. If you hit, you win. It's that simple and that easy. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry, and all you got to do is pick two to five players for each entry. You're not competing against others, just against prize picks and prize picks can be done with the nfl the nba major league baseball nhl college sports and much much more so download the prize picks app today or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports first time users can receive a 100 instant deposit match up to 100 with 
promo code locked on. That's that's again promo code locked on to get your one hundred percent instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars when you go when you go to Prize Picks or PrizePicks.com. Back here on the Locked On Crossover Thursday, it's Chris Carter, it's James Yarcho. We're doing all things here, um, getting you ready for Steelers Buccaneers. Now, James, let's talk about predictions. When I do predictions, I don't like to just simply do scores. I like to go to and talk about what do you think is going to be the turning point of the game, and not just the element, the matchup. We just talked about the matchup, but like what part of the game does a certain thing turn the tide in the in the favor of the team that you think is going to win this game. I think that makes it a more interesting discussion, and it allows people to kind of envision things to look for in the game. Is there a turning point at some point early, late, you know, middle of the game, third quarter, fourth quarter, wherever, that you think that turns the game in a certain way? And if there is, what's the, what's the final score you have based off of that? I think the the turning point, if you can call it that, is going to be very early in the game. And I'm talking the first one or two offensive drives by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kenny Pickett has never faced a guy that can dial up blitzes the way Todd Bowles does. He is so creative and so inventive in the way he hides what he's doing the way he utilizes players, you're going to see plenty of times the Bucs have a three-safety set with Antoine Winfield Jr., Mike Edwards, and Keanu Neal, and you never know which one is actually playing the position that they are lined up in. You have guys like Joe Tryon, Shoyinka, Shaq Barrett, Carl Nassib that can all come flying off the edge, or all of them have been able to drop back in pass coverage. We've even seen Vita Vea drop back in pass coverage this year, and he ended up forcing a fumble on that play because Mm. he had dropped back. Kenny Pickett has never seen anything like this before, and Todd Bowles is going to bring the heat early, immediately get Pickett off of his game and try to let the defense set the tone while the offense and the passing game continues to get back into a rhythm. I'm taking the Bucs 34-13. to 34-13. Dang, that's a blowout score. Sheesh. I feel you. Hey, the Steelers haven't looked good this year, so I totally get people 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 saying that right now. I feel you on getting after Kenny Pickett, but I what I will say is this: if there's a strength to Kenny Pickett, it's his ability to see the field, and it's his ability to see the field and process it even while under pressure. I'm a guy who I would I covered him at Pitt for the last two seasons. I saw teams throw the kitchen sink at him. I saw people try to confuse him, switch up coverages. This is his specialty. You know, he doesn't have the strongest arm. He does. He's not the fastest. He's not the tallest. But Kenny Pickett, when he when you're trying to throw a lot of different things at him, he likes he, he likes to see blitzes because he likes to say, oh, that if you're coming this way, there is a weak spot. I will go after that. This is where I think that honestly, I'm not saying right now because he's a rookie in his second NFL start, but in the long term, this is why Lewis Riddick named him his his number one quarterback of this class, and the same reason he named Mac Jones. Th- their ability to see the field and process information and read defenses. This is something that Ben Roethlisberger did not do much of in his time in Pittsburgh. He was more of a gunslinger that figured things out and played a lot of hero ball. And he was, I'm going to throw this ball in there even while people think I can't fit it in there. Kenny Pickett, he'll make some gutsy plays, but a lot of his guts. Let's see his plays will be because he stood in there in the pocket. He took he took the shot while while throwing the ball that he saw being open. My key turning point in this game, I truly think, comes third, you know, mid third quarter, late third quarter, even heading into the fourth. 
are the Steelers getting after Tom Brady? Is this game close? Because if they're doing that and they're able to call play action, which is what I really think this offense is going to be based off of, they weren't able to call any play action last week because they were down so much. And it was like the Bills were like, well, we know you're not running the football. <laughs> but if 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 they can have it just be even if it's a, a 10 point game, you know, at that point, if if the Buccaneers have reason to fear Najee Harris and reason to try to shut down the run and Kenny Pickett can feed off of that, it can create the teeter the, the teeter tatter, the seesaw balance that you want to see where you're forcing the defense to guess is Najee Harris coming this play. Are you are you going to throw the ball on this play? Are you going to George Pickens? Are you going to go deep, deep here? Claypool, Deontay Johnson, if Pratt Firemuth plays, he did. He didn't practice this on Wednesday, but he was part of the the practice. We saw videos of him working with the group um, and high fiving and smiling and 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 looking like you know kind of jovial a little bit. So there might be chances for the Steelers to operate on offense, but a lot of it's going to come to that. I think that they do get that. I think that the biggest thing here is that the Buccaneers they still have a very talented defense and a group that is that is going to get after it, and they're not going to make things easy on the Steelers' offense, but. I think that the Buccaneers offense hasn't exactly keyed up what they're what they've been good at and what they will be good at yet. I think by the end of the year they'll be much more fluid. But I think that right now the Steelers, they can they have enough on defense to slow things up, not like dominate, not crush, but slow things up to make this game competitive going to the fourth quarter. And that's where you see Kenny Pickett hit a big player too. George Pickens, one of those guys getting down the field. The Steelers haven't scored a single touchdown with, uh, with their wide receivers yet this season. I think that changes this week. It's a low scoring game, but it's still a close one. I think the Steelers eke it out. Kenny Pickett gets his legend beginning in, in, in Pittsburgh with a 24 20 win the Steelers get a last minute drive from him for for the win there I know that I know Buccaneers fans are thinking like this guy's crazy but listen <laughs> people call me crazy when I said Pitt was going to win an ACC championship last year because of Kenny Pickett people call me crazy when I said he was going to be at the Heisman Trophy voting that that year and then he was and he finished third I'm telling you, Kenny Pickett has surprised has surprised a lot of people in their time. He stopped surprising me a while ago because I like the way he carries himself. Even if he's not the, the man and he doesn't win this game, I do think he's got a serious future with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I absolutely think Pittsburgh has a bright future with Pickett and, and all the weapons that they have there. I just truly in my heart of hearts believe that this is when the Buccaneers start to get things on track. And, and I think Pittsburgh has to go through these growing pains. I think one of the best decisions – that Tomlin made was saying, you know what, let's go ahead and get him out here. Now, Mitch Trubisky is not going to take us anywhere. Kenny Pickett's probably not going to take us anywhere this year either, but he needs to go through this similar to what we saw in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow just a few years ago. Th those were not, that was not a good Cincinnati Bengals team, no. but he took his lumps, took a pretty severe injury but bounced back and we saw what Cincinnati was able to build around. Now you have Pickens, you have Claypool, you have Johnson, you have Najee. Pickett takes these lumps and then the Steelers are right back in the thick of that division starting next year. I'm, I'm excited for the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers. It will be interesting to see how things play out with the quarterback that followed the Miami, Ohio Black Hawk of the, the hat that James is wearing there. Uh, Kenny Pickett, of course, everyone's excited. We'll see how things play out on Sunday. But stay tuned to both Locked On Steelers, Locked On Bucks. This was Crossover Thursday, which means we still have Friday episodes coming out with a, for last looks, getting you ready, injury updates, all things getting you ready 
for those games and all things ready for the NFL weekend. James, thanks so much for joining me here on Crossover Thursday. This was a very fun episode. Let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yeah, I'm the deputy editor of BucksNation.com. Of course, I am on Locked On Bucks five days a week here on the Locked On Podcast Network with my co-host David Harrison. You can follow me on Twitter at JayArco underscore Bucks. Absolutely. Do check out James and David. They do awesome work. I'm Chris Carter, host of the Locked On Steelers podcast, just like you can with James and David over at Locked On Bucks. You can find all of our podcasts on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and of course, YouTube. If you saw this video on YouTube, whether it was on Locked On Steelers and Locked On Bucks channels, like the video, subscribe to our channels to get all of our daily Monday through Friday episodes, your team every day, regardless of your team. And we got teams, we got shows for all the teams across the NFL. So stay tuned for that. You can also find me at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette where I still cover Pitt Athletics, Pitt Football, Pitt Basketball, gearing things up for Pitt Basketball season as well as Pitt Football is there on a bye week this week. Um, but also you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques to get all of my other stuff. Thanks again, James, for an awesome crossover Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow with more Locked On Steelers, Locked On Bucks, and each of our channels get you ready 